Open your Bibles with me to Acts chapter 2. It is a good day to be in the house of the Lord. It's a beautiful day on the outside, and it far transcends that on the inside. We are in the house of the Lord, the temple of God of the New Testament. It's a great privilege to be here. Acts chapter 2 is the description of the events of the day of Pentecost. Peter's a completely changed man in the sermon that he preached on that day. Given the topic for today and our theme, I would like to read the last few verses of this chapter because they describe one happy, thriving, prosperous church under the influence of the Holy Spirit. I'll read verses 41 through 47. Then they that gladly received His word were baptized. And the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul. And many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together and had all things common and sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. And they, continuing daily with one accord in the temple, and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. And amen. They were baptized. They followed apostolic New Testament inspired doctrine. They followed in the fellowship of the apostles. They took part in communion and they were in prayer as these first two verses, 41 and 42, tell us. So they had a doctrinal foundation. And we have a doctrinal foundation. What do we build on top of that doctrinal foundation? We read in the next verse, fear came upon every soul because the apostles were doing signs and wonders with a degree of power and quantity that they had never seen before. And they were all together. They were physically together because they were in the temple daily, it said. And they were all together in one mind, one spirit, one heart for serving the Lord. All that believed were together and they had all things common. They were willing to share their goods for those that had need. Not for those that had want, but for those that had a legitimate biblical need, they were willing to distribute and ready to communicate, as we're taught in 1 Timothy chapter 6. So verse 45 says, They sold their possessions and goods, and parted them to all men, as every man had need. Now that is a pretty tight, loving, caring community of people. When they do that, that were before strangers to one another. Because these people are identified in Acts chapter 2 as having come from at least 18 different locations around the Roman Empire. And yet here they are immediately banding together under the impression and power of the Holy Spirit and wanting to serve each other. 
And what did they do? After they took care of their needs, after they were baptized, on the foundation of apostolic doctrine, what did they do? Verse 46, they continued daily with one accord in the temple. I hope that this morning we have one purpose, one mind, one goal, one accord. That we are in unity and union for worshiping the Lord this morning and hearing from His mouth what He would have us to do and from His Word. They continued daily with one accord in the temple. They broke bread from house to house so that they were eating and showing hospitality to one another. And they were eating their meat, their food, their fellowship with gladness and singleness of heart. Accord, singleness of heart. They had one heart, one mind, dedicated to the Lord Jesus Christ, His kingdom, His doctrine, and one another. What a wonderful verse describing a church full of the Holy Spirit. Let me read it to you again. Verse 46. And they, continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. They didn't need any small group program for their church. They automatically did it. While they were all together in the temple worshiping in a corporate body, They shortly made a distinction when they went to their homes by having each other in their homes, as it tells us here. And what were they doing? Praising God. Verse 47. Praising God. The purpose for your existence is to praise and glorify God. They were praising God and having favor with all the people. Notice that at this time, under the impression and power of the Holy Spirit, This church found favor in the eyes of those around them because of the way they were conducting themselves. Now that will change as God brings some persecution upon the church in Jerusalem for an evangelistic purpose. And that is to drive out everyone into other parts of the world so that the gospel is spread broader than just one city. Praising God and having favor with all the people And what happens when a church is doing this? You can trust the Lord to add to the church daily such as should be saved. There's a salvation in the church. And the Lord will add those to His body that He wants added. And we wait on Him. But while we're waiting on Him, we do these things in verses 41 through 46. This is a church full of the Holy Ghost. Let's make our church look like this. This is easy. There's the greatest personal reward in doing things like this. These descriptive phrases here, when you throw your heart and soul and mind into them, will give you great satisfaction in your own soul. Let's choose to have a church like this. Why would we want anything less? Why would we want to go through the motions and have an ordinary church? Let's have an extraordinary one by an extraordinary spirit, God and Savior, who has in an extraordinary way saved all of us. Let us pray. Almighty God, our Father in heaven, we bless and we praise Thee, and we believe with all of our hearts, the Lord reigneth. We thank Thee that You have revealed this truth to us, that the Lord Jehovah reigns over heaven, earth, and the sea, and all things that are in them. 
We thank Thee that all the angels of heaven, the innumerable company of angels, are called the host of God, and Thou art the Lord of hosts. Heavenly Father, we are thankful that not in the city of Jerusalem, but You have even here in the Piedmont of the Carolinas and in other places across the earth, established Your temples, Your houses, in which Your people might come out of this world and meet with one another and worship Thee. We thank Thee that we have an oasis in the desert of this world. We thank Thee that we have found an island in the ocean of the tossing waves of humanity. We bless and we praise Thee for this outpost of the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. But, O Lord, help us that we might build up this outpost, that we might be vigilant, that we might be loving and caring for those that have committed their lives with us to the defense of the apostolic doctrine and the love and praise of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're thankful for this privilege today. Heavenly Father, give us a positive, glorious, upbeat, joy-filled day in Your house. Let the Word of God find a free and ready lodging place in our hearts. Not that it would have to coerce us or force us, but that we would voluntarily take a knee before the high King of Heaven and hear the words of His mouth and commit that we will change and do what the Captain of our salvation tells us to do. We thank Thee for Thy precious Word. Without it we would have nothing to say. We thank Thee for every inspired and preserved Word of the King James Bible. Bless us, Lord, to read it, to rightly divide it, to embrace it, and to obey it. Heavenly Father, forgive us our sins for every neglect of Your kingdom, every neglect of Your people, every squandering of an opportunity to do good and to do well unto others and to serve them. O Lord, forgive us, for we have offended others. Let us be without offense before the Jews, the Gentiles, and the church of God. Heavenly Father, we pray what we have already prayed in the back room this morning, that everything we ask for ourselves, You would in turn pour out upon every other church of saints scattered abroad that seeks and worships Thee in spirit and in sincerity and in truth. Heavenly Father, have mercy upon us, O Lord. We thank Thee for this great nation, but we confess its many terrible, grievous, profane sins. Forgive this nation. Have mercy, O Lord, and preserve it for the sake of our children and our children's children. Give our rulers wisdom. Lead and guide them. Protect them from their enemies. Give them great discretion. And, O Lord, help them to pass and enforce legislation that would be to the protection and prosperity of Your people within the midst of this sinful nation. We pray for the peace of Babylon according to Your commandment. Bless us to have peace within her peace. And help us, O Lord, that we might pursue our lives in this world with a great guard of humility and sobriety, that we would seek first Your kingdom and Your righteousness And trust that you will add all other things to us. We stand in need of thee this morning. O Lord, we are weak in our flesh. We pray that you would give us in our spirit the power of your spirit. That you would unite our hearts individually. That we would not be double-minded, but single-hearted inside ourselves. And then 
that You would unite our hearts together, that with one mind, one heart, one mouth, we might glorify Thee. Heavenly Father, it is our privilege. We are blessed above measure. We do not deserve the least of these privileges to worship Thee according to the due order this morning. Take our feeble efforts, sanctify them by the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, and receive them as a sweet-smelling savour, O Lord God our Father. It's in Jesus' name that we commit all that we shall say and do in Thy house unto Thee. Bless us. Amen. Amen. Brother.